You're listening to Love Starts Here, a podcast for smart, successful women who are ready to finally have the love they want and deserve. Whether your relationship status is single, dating, or it's complicated, this podcast is exactly what you need to take your love and life to the next level. And now, here's your host, certified love and life coach, Melissa Snow. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Love Starts Here podcast. I'm Melissa Snow. I'm your host. And today I'm joined by my friend and fellow life coach, Deanna Marie. Deanna works with women who are in love and in relationships with alcoholics and other addicts and struggling in those relationships. So welcome to the podcast, Deanna. Thank you, Melissa. It's good to be here. Yeah. So happy to have you. So before we get rolling, why don't you tell everybody just a little bit about you and what you do and how you got to this place? I got into this business because I was actually married to an alcoholic for over 20 years. And at that time, there wasn't Facebook or the internet like there is today. And the only opportunities I really had to help myself back then was through Al-Anon or actually through counseling. But when I went to Al-Anon and when I went to my therapy sessions, no, no one really truly understood what I was going through. At that point in time, I was like 30 years old. I had a three-year-old and a one-year-old. Nobody really looked like me. And I just felt like they couldn't understand the problems I was having as a 30-year-old wife with two young children. So with this struggle, I had always just said to myself, if I had ever gotten out of this situation, which eventually I did, that if I had the opportunity, I would try to help other women who are in these relationships with alcoholics to live a better life. Because if you look around for help for the alcoholic, it's everywhere. There's counseling centers, there's treatment centers, there's AA, there's so many support groups, but there is there isn't any really for the spouses or partners where the collateral damage of alcoholism. Yeah. And I think the alcoholic is talked about a lot more, right? A lot of times I think the partner, the wife or the spouse of that addict or that alcoholic gets forgotten about because the behavior of the other person is so overpowering and so all consuming. That's absolutely true. All the focus is on them. So, you know, their parents, their siblings, everybody's all worried about them, but nobody's really looking to the partner and asking them, hey, how are you doing? How are things for you? Do you need help? Do you need assistance? And that's what I really want to change. Yeah, that's amazing. So tell me a little bit about what you see as some of the major struggles that women have when they're in relationships with an alcoholic or an addict. Well, the number one is the isolation because a lot of partners of alcoholics, they feel ashamed being in this situation. Like they're embarrassed and ashamed. And so many times they don't confide into friends or family members. They really, they, they carry the burden alone because they realize that they've gotten themselves into the situation and they can't find their way out by traditional means. And also it's just the fear that keeps them there. Like the fear of unknown. Like if I leave this relationship, what will happen to me? And if I leave this relationship, what will happen to him? Will he just keep going down this dark road? And, you know, you feel responsible because you are with this person because you, at one point you truly love them. And that fear of the unknown keeps us stuck. Yeah, absolutely. 
Is that what you think the hardest part is for a partner of an alcoholic to leave the relationship? I mean, we get to the point and you probably see this a lot with your clients where they make deals with themselves or with their partner, or they, um, you know, try to convince themselves it's not that bad or it's getting better, or I can hang in there or whatever it is. Um, but at some point we get to the point where we're like, okay, I can't take this anymore. So why do you think that it's so hard for a woman to leave at that point? Well, I think it really goes back to the initial that they love this person. They empathize with this person and they really are holding out hope that at some point in time that that person will make the change for the betterment of themselves and the relationship as a whole, especially when there's kids involved. You know, women will stay for the sake of the children, but at one time or another, if things don't start to change, they have to realize that they need to start doing something for themselves. Mm-hmm. And my program isn't really about telling them to go or to stay. My program is really just teaching them how they can better their life, regardless of what their alcoholic does. So how do you answer when a woman wants to know how she can get her husband to change? I mean, we know that we can't control what anyone else does, but we sure want to be able to, especially in a situation like this, where we can see that someone we love is self-destructing and taking our marriage and maybe our family with them. Um, What do you say to those women who want to know how to get their husband to change so that they can save their relationship and save their family? Well, unfortunately, Melissa, we can't make other people change. And that's the bottom line. So the only thing we can really do is just work on ourselves to provide ourselves the best opportunity to have a better, more positive life. And what do you think is the best work that we can do on ourselves if we're in that situation? When you're living with an alcoholic, there's a lot of reaction going on. So like if they're actively drinking, then you're reacting toward it, whether it's even internally by your anxiety building, or maybe it's even verbally because he starts lashing out at you, you start lashing out at them. And what we can do is learn to recognize these behaviors, but then take a pause and behave in a way that's good for us. That leads us forward as opposed to backwards. We don't want to get sucked into the vortex of negativity and just like fighting. It doesn't help anybody. It drains us. It makes us feel terrible about ourselves or some of the things that we say. And if we can just take a breather and be the best person that we can be at that moment, then it's only going to help in our progress of living a more positive, productive life with our partner. Yeah. I think that's really smart because I think regardless of what the situation is, whether you are in a relationship with an alcoholic or you're in a different situation where you're trying to figure out what to do about the fact that the relationship's not what you want it to be. You're trying to figure out whether or not you want to stay in the relationship, getting to a place where you can make that decision from a place of confidence and peace and contentment with your own self is more likely to lead to a positive experience and a positive result for you than making that decision from that reactionary place where you're responding out of hurt or you're responding out of anger or resentment or whatever those other feelings are. And a lot of times I think we think that we can't 
get to a place of peace and contentment unless someone else's actions change. Right. But we actually can. We can. We absolutely can. We have control over ourselves. And once we identify the behaviors, we know the behaviors, we live with this person. If X happens, it's more than likely Y is going to happen. So when Y happens, what are you going to do to not fall into that trap? Mm-hmm. Whether it's, you know, the outbursts, the blaming, you know, any type of gaslighting that's going on, you know, twisting truths around instead of saying, I didn't say that, or I didn't do that, or I told you this, you can be like, okay, here's this behavior again. I recognize it. I can either get into this argument that we always get into and stay on this merry-go-round forever, or I can pause and do something different for myself and walk away Mm -hmm. or not walk away and just know that you have your power. You didn't get sucked into that next fight, that next argument. Mm -hmm. You held your own based on your own belief of knowing what is right and true and you're at peace with it and they can't change that. But it takes time. It takes time. (laughs) It does. It does. I think that's such good advice for anybody in any relationship that's not working for them. So what would you say before we wrap up? Is there anything else that you want to add to a woman who is listening to this podcast, who loves an alcoholic or an addict, but is feeling hurt and confused and questioning what she should do, if she should stay in the relationship, where to go from here? What would you want to say to her? What I would say to her is that if you are the best cook, the best wife, the best cleaner, nothing is going to change him drinking if he wants to continue drinking. There's just nothing you can do. You can't love him hard enough. You just can't. They have to decide that's what they don't want to do anymore. So in the meantime, I would say just start taking care of yourself, love them, but love yourself just as much, if not more. Mm -hmm. Stop focusing on all the things they should be doing and focus on yourself, on the things that you can control and start working toward having more confidence and more self-esteem in your relationship. Mm -hmm. I will warn you though, little changes by you are going to start, aren't going to upset your partner, right? Because they're going to see, and they're going to try to, again, suck you into that vortex of staying in familiar patterns. But I want to tell you with time and with change, you will build all the self-confidence and esteem that you need in order to make the best decision for you, regardless of what they say or do to you. Mm -hmm. And I tell all of my clients, just remember you deserve better than you currently are getting right now. I really believe that. I believed it for myself. It was my holy grail of three words that I held on when there weren't Facebook groups and there wasn't Instagram to talk about it. They deserve better, but it has to happen with you. And with my program, I can help get you the tools you need to get through it. That's awesome. So what is the best way for any woman who's listening to this that wants to know more about you, what you do, how to work with you, maybe how to get in touch with you? Well, you can find me on my website, 
which is just www.deannamarielifecoaching.com. On there, there's actually 10 things not to do if you love an alcoholic. It is a free worksheet that I offer. And also you can find me on Instagram and Facebook using Deanna Marie Life Coaching. Awesome. And I will link your website and your Instagram and your Facebook and all that onto the show notes. So if anyone wants to reach out to you, it should be very easy for them. And I strongly encourage them to do that. I think when I was listening to you talk at the end, one of the things that I think is so amazing about life coaching is that it does take time and work and practice to retrain your brain to think a different way about yourself, about him, about the relationship. And when you're still in a relationship with someone else who wants to suck you into the vortex, it can be really helpful to have another person on your side to help remind you the things that you forget to think and to help suck you back out of the vortex because you'll have moments where you're feeling really strong and you're feeling like, okay, I got this. And then the next thing, you know, you're three steps back and you're like, how did I get here? And when you have a coach, like someone like you to walk them through it, I think it's so much easier to stay the path and not get stuck in the vortex. Yes. And thank you for that. And I mean, obviously we are in the coaching business and we do believe strongly in that, but I think really for my niche, you know, who I was a part of for 20 years, it's so important because a lot of times these partners do not talk to anybody else about their problem Mm -hmm. because they're so ashamed. And if they choose to talk to me or whoever, at least it's somebody that they can lift the burden off of. Mm-hmm. And that's why I do think that coaching is just such a great benefit for the people who are struggling like this, like I was. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for what you do. Thank you for coming to the podcast and sharing with the listeners. And um, hopefully they will reach out to you and you can support them on their journeys. Thank you so much for having me, Melissa. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the Love Starts Here podcast. For more tips, tools, love and support, be sure to join the Love Starts Here Facebook group. To learn more about how you can work one-on-one with Melissa to take your love and life to the next level, visit www.melissamsnow.com.